Hey guys, Star here again, and today we're going to continue reading Keeper of the Doves. Today we'll be reading 19, 20, and 21. Something. Taminsky and Uncle William and the Dog Star. After these three chapters, we'll only have five left to go before we finish. Hope you guys stick around, and I hope you guys enjoy. something scout where's scout one of the bellas said scout likes to play scout 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 both the bellas called out but scout did not appear this was unusual scout always came when he was called we'll have to play without him the bellas and i were in the front yard getting really ready to play ain't no bears out tonight for the first time, the Bellas were allowing me to be the bear. I was planning to hide in the shrubbery beneath the window to Papa's den. The Bellas hid their eyes and I rushed around the house and into the shrubbery. I waited, heart pounding, not making a sound. I hear a faint noise behind me. Faint, and yet there was something urgent about it. I pulled aside the branches and looked down. Scout lay on his side. There was a broad black mark on his side that looked like blood. The faint sound I saw now came from his lungs attempting to get air. His eyes rolled towards me and his tail gave one pitiful thump, as if apologizing for letting me see him like this. I pushed through the bushes, ran past the Bellas, and up the steps to the porch where Grandma sat fanning herself in one of the chairs. Sissa, I could not speak the word. I buried my face in Grandmama's skirt. Sssss. What is it? Grandmama put one of her, put one hand on my shoulder. What happened? When I could not speak, she said, "Is it something the Bellas did? Where are the Bellas? Bellas, Bellas!" Instantly, she was at the porch rail calling, "Girls!" Augustus and Abigail came out of the house. What's wrong? Augustus said. One of the Bellas said defensively, Don't look at us. We didn't do anything. We were just playing a game. What game? Ain't no bears out tonight. Is that what scared you, Amy? The bear? Grandmama, she was the bear. She begged to be the bear. She said she wouldn't be any good, but she... Is that what scared you, Amy? Being the bear? I shook my head and got one word out. Scout. The dog? Why? Scout's nothing to be afraid of. You love Scout. Scout's hurt. He can hardly breathe. Where? I pointed the way. Grandmama moved quickly, and we followed. She drew the branches aside, and we peered around her. Scout had not moved, except that his eyes no longer shifted to us, and his, and his tail seemed to have lost its wag. Go to the house, girls. But Grandmama, now... As Abigail, Augustus, and I started for the house, Grandmama rapped on Papa's window. Albert, I need you out here, she called. The tone on her voice made Papa move quickly. We passed him on the porch and then went and sat on the stairs, shoulder, shoulders touching for company. You get in the house, too, Papa said, and the Bellas joined us. Scout's going to die, one of the Bellas said. If he dies, whoever did it will be sorry. The other said, Hush up, 
Augustus said. Papa came in. Scott's gonna die, isn't he? Abella asked. Go upstairs, girls. We went upstairs and sat in the playroom. Nobody, not even the Bellas, felt like playing. A short time later, we heard a shot. And, as if that were the signal. And? And as if that was the signal, we all burst into tears. Finally, Grandmama came up and told us Mama wanted to see us. The last time I had been in Mama's room was when Adam was born. Now we trailed in the miserable group. Mama held out her hands. Abigail and Augustus managed to get there first, so the Bells and I stood by the bed. Unvited, I thought of this poem. With five children to reach, have a hand for each. I knew I would never write it down because I thought, because it might make Mama unhappy not to have had enough hands to go around. Our faces reflected in the mirror over Mama's dressing table were wet with tears. Mama began dusting them away with a small handkerchief. Scout wouldn't want you to be a pappy. Scout wouldn't want you to cry. What happened to him? One of the Bellas asked. Yes, the other said. We want to know what happened. Papa said maybe he got kicked by one of the horses, Mama explained. It couldn't have been a horse. Scout never bothered the horses, Abella said. He used to go for rides with us, and he never once got near the horses. The horses liked him, Mama, added the other Bella. Sit down, girls, she patted the bed. We had never been allowed to sit on Mama's bed before, so it didn't really feel comfortable. She began to tell us stories about Scout, and I couldn't concentrate on anything but the way Scout had looked when I found him in the shrubbery. Now, Mama said, have one little peep at your brother, then go downstairs. Cook his lemonade and cookies for you. The Bellas and I left the room. Abigail and Augustus stayed behind for a little longer look at Adam. Expected the Bellas to rush down the stairs to the kitchen for the treat. But when we got out into the hall, the Bellas surprised me with one of their statements in unison. We know what happened. To Scout? Yes, we know what happened. What? He was killed? No. Yes, someone killed him. And they finished in unison. And we know who. Tominsky. Tominsky, they cried in unison. Mr. Tominsky, I asked. No, he wouldn't kill anybody. I think he's like Mama said, harmless. Well, I wouldn't call that harmless, killing our dog. Murdering our dog, the other Bella added. The tears were gone and, the, and their eyes had gotten little and mean. I really don't think he would have done such a terrible thing, I said. I recalled the man with his doves, the gentleman, who had inflated himself for a photograph and grinned with pleasure. What do you know? Abella sneered. Go write a poem. Yes, go write a poem. Listen, I said. I went back there one time, back behind the chapel, with Grandmama and Abigail. I didn't tell you because I was afraid you'd make me take you. Take us? Abella exclaimed. Why would we want you to take us? We've been there hundreds of times. Thousands, the other Bella said, correcting her twin for the first time in their lives. And one time, this is how we know he killed Scout. And one time, 
Scout followed us, and when Mr. Timinsky got his doves flying around his head, Scout came running into the clearing, and Mr. Timinsky kicked him. He missed the first time, but he was getting ready to kick again. The second bill picked up the tail. And we rushed out and kicked him, and then he ran into the woods and took his doves with him. I knew the bell as well, and I could tell when they made things up. This had the ring of truth. But, but just because he tried to kick him once doesn't mean he killed him. Mama said she thought it was a horse. Didn't you see the black mark on Scout's side? Yes, it was blood. Not just blood, there was a black streak. And black streaks like that don't come from a horse. They come from a boot. As they had said this, I was back in the cemetery taking a photograph of Mr. Tominsky. I recalled his big feet, his black boots, Tominsky's boots. Remember when you, Abigail Augustus, went around the house with Grandma? Yes. Well, we didn't. We went in the bushes and looked at Scout, and his ribs had been kicked in. Here's what happened. Scout went back to look at the doves, and old man Tominsky saw him and kicked him. Yes, he kicked him so hard that Scout fell over. They were taking turns sharing the miserable story. And I turned from one twin to the other, listening. He might have kicked him twice. We couldn't turn Scout over to look at the other side. And then Scout crawled to the house. He crawled to Papa. But the closest thing he could get was the window to Papa's study. Yes, then he lay down. It all sounded as if it might have happened that way. But you can't be sure, I said. For some reason, I didn't want it to be Mr. Tominsky's fault. We are sure. An old man Tominsky is going to pay for killing our dogs. Girls, Mama called from her room. What's the trouble? Nothing, Mama, the Bellas lied together. Go downstairs and have your lemonade. Yes, ma'am. We went downstairs. I glanced at the Bellas, and I could tell from their looks on their faces that they meant what they said. Grandmama joined us in the kitchen, something she had never done before, and I thought Mama must have sent her. She took in our stolen faces, our uneaten cookies, our untasted lemonade. She said, It's perfectly all right to grieve for a pet. When I was a girl, I myself cried when my pony, Bonnie Bill, died. What did he die of? Abella asked. He ate some poison berries. Did someone give them to him? He found them quite on his own. He could have been poisoned. He could have been murdered like Scout. Grandmama ignored the twins' last remarks. As I said, it's perfectly all right to grieve for a pet, but you can't go back. You need to dry your tears and turn your faces to the future. Uncle William and the Dog Star Uncle William! It's Uncle William! The five of us ran down the steps to greet our favorite uncle. Actually, he was our only uncle, but if we had a dozen, he would be our favorite. It had only been one month since we had run down these same steps to meet Grandmama. One month and so much had happened. Not only had I gotten a new brother, but I had also learned the depth of my feeling for him. Not only had I lost a beloved dog, but I had also been there for his last sad wag of his tail. Only one month before, Mama had called us her white butterflies. 
And although I flittered across the wall lawn in the same white pinafore as my sister's, the description no longer seemed to fit me. My favorite nieces, Uncle William cried. The bells got there first, and he swung them in the air. Me bella bellas, he said, pretending to be Italian. Then, Abigail the fair, Augustus my dear, and amen, the answer to an uncle's prayer. My embrace was last. He greeted each of us in a special way, and although Abigail and Augustus were too old to be twirled in the air, I was glad I was not. Grandmama stood on the porch smiling. My favorite son, she said, and kissed him. The reason for Uncle William's visit was to see his new nephew, but I was especially glad to see him, because perhaps he was the only one who could soften the loss of our dog and make the Bellas forget their sworn revenge. Uncle William went upstairs first to visit Mama, and after he had admired Adam and we had eaten supper, he did what he was famous for, told us stories. My uncle was a powerful storyteller. His stories were of the heavens. He loved the stars, the moons, the planets. He yearned to solve their mysteries. As we sat at his feet that night, he told us of going to the Yerkes Observatory. Girls, there's a moving floor. It rises. As he told of the rising floor, he rose from its, his chair, looking around in amazement, as if our library floor were doing the same thing. It lifted me to an eyepiece, where I saw miracles. The craters of the moon, the satellites of Jupiter, the spectacular rings of Saturn. He told of a man named Tesla. Remember mother, he was the man I saw at the World's Fair holding lights, electric lights. Girls, wearing electric, wiring electric lights, one in each hand. He was such an actor that he stood with his hands outstretched. They seemed to glow. There was an article in Electric World called Is Tesla to Signal the Stars? The man's going to contact life on Mars. Papa, could that be? Augustus said. Could there be life on Mars? Your uncle is telling the story, Papa said shortly. He loved Mama, but seemed to suffer the rest of her family. It was one of the Bellas who interrupted to ask, Is there a dog star, Uncle William? She emphasized the word dog. And I knew if the adults didn't, that she was turning the conversation to Scout. I'll draw it, Uncle William said with enthusiasm. He rose at once and went to Papa's desk. We pulled along in the wake of his enthusiasm followed. We bent over his shoulder and watched as he drew from memory tiny stars and then connected them to form the outline of a dog. This is Sirius, he said, going over the star with the tip of his pen. Sirius is the brightest star, and it is the dog tag here at its throat. Speaking of dogs, one of the Bellas said with studied casualness, did you hear what happened to our dog, Scout? Mama touched her forehead when she heard the tone of the Bella's voice, and she now rose. Bedtime! Polly and the children need to go to bed. Mama, I'm not finished, Bella said. I was in the middle of saying something to Uncle William. Bedtime, 
Aunt Pauline said. Mama, you always said that we shouldn't interrupt people, the other Bella complained. Uncle William will be here tomorrow to answer all of your questions, Mama said. And tomorrow night, Uncle William said. We'll lie outside and I'll show you Polaris and Orion and Venus. And Sirius? Abella said with a glance at Mama. Yes, Sirius too. Quickly, Aunt Pauline herded us towards the stairs. Before there, was any, before there could be any more talk of dog stars. But I knew that the Bella's minds, fueling each other, would soon return to the topic of interest. The death, no murder, of our dog scout. I heard Mama to say to Uncle William, Don't encourage the Bellas to talk about Scout. I didn't. I was talking about Sirius. I know, but the Bellas have a one-track mind these days. They're determined to talk about what they think happened to Scout. Oh, William, Grandma said, changing the subject. When are you ever going to come down to Earth? As long as there are stars, dear mother. Never, Uncle William replied.